welcome to the Bloom Your Mind podcast, where we take all of your ideas for what you want and we turn them into real things. I'm your host, Certified Coach Marie McDonald. Let's get into it. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode number 61 of the Bloom Your Mind podcast. I just came back from Nashville. So fun. I was at a mastermind event, which is if you don't know what a mastermind is, I'm sure many of you do, but it's where you sort of like collect with people for a specific type of thinking for, in my case, it's for coaching and put all your minds together. And this is a six month mastermind. And because I've had such an amazing experience, just like everything changes in my life when I'm a part of these groups and whatever it is that I'm focused on being a part of the group that is related to that thing that I'm trying to do. It always just really helps whatever I'm trying to do in my life or what I'm trying to work on just explode, just bloom <laughs> to be a cheese ball. That's what I'm going to say. It helps it bloom. And so I came back from Nashville and I'm so excited to be back here with you. I have so many podcast ideas and I have a whole new surprise that is coming up for all of you that I'm going to announce and a new way to work with me that's really accessible and really community, community building. So really excited to share that with you. And I also met some incredible people in Nashville. Love Nashville, by the way. If you're from Nashville, I love you. There's so much music and good food and energy and amazing people and fashion and fun in Nashville. And I went there in the winter this time versus the summer. Totally different place in terms of the tourist experience. But I met some amazing people. I met somebody that's working on fusion energy and sat on the airplane with him and talked to him about the future. I met this guy from the Air Force and we talked all about sort of how to be less divisive politically around the country. I sat by this guy in the hotel that was talking about, he's actually um, a professor. Maybe he's listening to this right now because we exchanged podcasters, podcasts, but he's actually working on like global warming related topics, specifically flooding, flood places, places where it floods a lot. So I'm going to be looking into his his interesting work and figuring out what I can learn and share from his work. But it's just my plug to start up a conversation with the person next to you. I recorded a podcast once based on Guy Debord's philosophy of the lonely crowd, where we're all in these little snow globes right next to each other, bonking into each other, but like with our headphones in and with our windows up and, you know, not talking to each other in line. And I just find that my life is so much more rich when I unplug and I look up and I connect. So that is a little plug for doing that when you have the energy. Before I get into our topic today, which I'm excited to share with you, I wanted to talk about something that I learned about called Herkel Durkel. <laughs> this is the Scottish term for staying in bed and rolling around in bed after you should have gotten up. What? What is happening? There is a word for this. There's a phrase for this. Herkel Durkel. So I've had this conversation with people, many people, about pushing the snooze. And I know there are lots of ways of thinking about this, right? What do you do? Do you push the snooze? Do you never push the snooze? Do you only push snooze on weekends? Well, 
There are people that never do it. They get out of bed the second their alarm goes off, no compromise. I have a lot of thought leaders that I follow that say that is the way to do it. And a lot of people that focus on efficiency thought leadership say never press that snooze. Me, I like to press it once. You want to know why? Because I don't want to miss snuggle sessions. So whether it's just my husband that's in bed with me or whether one of our kids has gotten in bed with us in the night and is all snuggled up, surprise, it's like a surprise present when you wake up. And for me, anyways, one of the kids is in there. I don't want to just wake up and jump out of bed and miss the snuggling because I slept through it, right? So I, I press snooze once and I stay in bed for one snooze. It's like eight minutes or something. And I snuggle while I'm awake to experience it. Or if I'm having a really good dream, I fall back asleep and tell myself to to continue the dream. And I can usually get my brain to pick up where I left off in the dream. But then I heard about a thing called Herkel Durkel, the Scottish practice of rolling around in bed after you should have gotten up. And I love it. Do you Herkel Durkel? Are you good at it? I highly support this. Like, do you get back in bed? And make your coffee or your tea or whatever first and bring it back to bed. That sounds like the best thing ever. Do you open the blinds? I always open the blinds to see outside. Do you just lay there and look at the sunlight or like the wind in the trees? I like to do the New York Times puzzles in the morning. I love connections. That's my favorite one. It gets very cheeky sometimes, but I love it. Wordle, sometimes a spelling bee one. I send them to all my people. I think that's what I, one of the things I would do, Herkel Durkling. So let me hear your opinion on the Herkel and the Durkle. Do you like it? Is it a good practice? Is it a bad practice? Do you Herkel? Do you Durkle? Or do you just get out of bed when the alarm goes off? <laughs> All right, my friends. Here's what I want to talk to you about today. In our work together, this podcast is all related to turning ideas into real things. And while I have done lots of episodes on blue sky thinking and future tripping and evaluations or doing retros on possibility thinking and on getting into action, I haven't really talked about a very succinct way to identify when you have a challenge in your life how to start from the problem, if you want to call it that, or whatever it is that you want to change, and how to go through a quick process to get to identifying an idea, trying out the idea, testing and redesigning, and collaborating with other people and getting it done. So I'm going to take an example that I recently went through in my life that might be really relatable to all y'all that really worked for me. And it's this really succinct example of this process. There are five steps in the process. So I'm sharing this with you because every one of us has something we want to change in our life. And if you can't think of something right now, just watch your, you know, go through your life for a week or two weeks or whatever, and something will pop up that you wish was a little different, right? I had this experience and I talked about it on the podcast a little while ago, where I had the experience of exercising every day, but kind of feeling like it was a drag. Like it is maintenance, it is self-maintenance, and I really enjoy the way I feel when I'm exercising. And I always, you know, when I don't exercise, I start feeling a little wonky. 
So I'm a believer in sometimes just like doing the thing, even if it's not super fun, but I was doing it almost every day and for almost a year to get into this habit of working out every day or doing some, even if it was yoga or a long walk or whatever, and then sometimes doing more intense workouts. And then I realized that it was feeling like more work for me. And I have a life full of responsibility. I have two children. I am on the board of trustees for my school, my kid's school. I I run my own business and I am sort of responsible for supporting a lot of different people in my life emotionally and, and as a thought partner and in different ways. So I do not want to feel like the things that I do to relax or express myself any kind of release, I don't want to feel like it's all work. I don't need to add in more things to keep up with in my life. And exercise definitely started feeling like that. So I realized that it had become a little, it wasn't a problem, but it was something that I wished was more fun. I wanted movement to feel like joy at least some of the time and not just like I was checking a box. And so the first step when you figure something out like this, that is maybe a problem or maybe just an opportunity, right? So I would call this not a problem, but I would call it an opportunity to have something be even more what I want it to be. The first thing is to do, step one, is to decide if you really want it to be a problem. Is it something, number one, that you want to change? Or are you just thinking about it in a way that's making it a problem? Do you want this thing to be a challenge that you want to solve? Or do you want to solve the challenge you're experiencing by managing your mind and shifting perspectives? That's always the first step that I take anytime I experience something as a problem. I think, do I want this to be a problem or do I want to just get right with it? Because we can only focus on what we can control. We should not spend time and energy focusing on what we can't control. So the first step is that. Well, I decided I don't want it to be a problem, but I do want to like, you know, pursue this opportunity for making exercise more fun. So step one, check. Yes. I want this to be something I'm focused on that I want to solve. The second step after deciding whether you want it to be a problem is to really get clear on what outcome you're after. So we often just jump into solving a problem by doing whatever comes naturally to us. But what works so much better, and I tell you this, I work with so many clients that will say, I got, you know, I was dreaming up exactly what I wanted to create and then I, I didn't get specific enough. I actually worked and worked and got exactly what I wanted. And I realized there were multiple things about this job that I got or this house that I got or this person I'm dating that matched what I thought I wanted. But there are a lot of things that don't match. And they learn over and over again to get really specific when they're imagining what outcome they want. So when I imagine the outcome in our example of making exercise more fun for myself, What I wanted to experience is fun and laughter because I find most things funny and exercise is definitely an opportunity to laugh a lot. I wanted to exercise my body in like more than just stretching, right? I wanted to actually feel like I was getting some kind of workout that was kicking up my endorphins and doing good for my body and my heart rate. 
And I wanted to do it with people that I loved. I wanted to have like some connecting community component where it was going to be fun and it was going to be silly and it was going to be with other people. I did not want it to be stressful and I did not want it to be super expensive. So those were the outcomes that I wanted. Very, very clear. And the second step there. So first step, again, is you decide if you want the problem to be a problem. Second step is to get really clear on the outcome that you want. And the more you actually visualize using your five senses, what that outcome is going to feel like, the better. The better your brain will recognize through opportunity bias, the things that match it out in the world. So visualize that outcome if you can. And the third step is to ideate. So what I mean by that is I here in our example, yeah, I, instead of doing the very first thing I could think of, I'm going to pause, really get clear on my outcome, and then generate a bunch of ideas about what the different things are that I could do to make it happen. So I came up with things like going to a yoga studio instead of doing lots of different yoga studios, which is what I've been doing for hot yoga, which I love go to one over and over again, get a membership to a place where I would see the same people over and over again. And that always really connects me. It makes me feel connected and good. Go running with friends, go to orange theory with friends, start some, a pickleball league with friends, do yoga classes at my house, take long walks with people. I started just creating a whole bunch, a whole list of all the different things. I have friends that do bar classes. I was like, I could do bar classes. So I had this whole list in front of me. And then I looked at the list. So that's our third step is to ideate, come up with a bunch of ideas. And then the fourth step is to compare the outcome that you want with the list of ideas and match which ones are the best fit. So for instance, Orange Theory and running, they're not expensive. Well, running isn't expensive. <laughs> Orange theory. So running was not expensive, but it was not super fun and giggly. It's kind of like some people run very easily. For me, it's kind of hard work. I really have to, it's good for my brain. I like doing it, but it's work. So I was like, nah, that's not really what I'm going for here. Orange theory, eh, sometimes. I definitely will do that with friends sometimes. I could also run with friends, but it's not really... Those are not the methods that are matching all the outcomes that I described. Then I looked down and I saw pickleball. <gasps> what? <laughs> I love pickleball. I can play it for two hours and I get a good workout because it's really long, a long time, and I'm jumping and diving for the ball. We laugh so hard. And I could put that invitation out to as many people as I want. And it could be this connecting, wonderful experience for people around me. So pickleball made it to the list. Then I thought about yoga at my house. So right after I had my daughter, when she's 11 now, but I remember she was my first birth experience. And after I had her, I felt like I didn't even know whose body I was in. <laughs> and my body didn't change that much. During birth, it, it changed a lot carrying a child, of course, but I, I, my body kind of looked the same after birth, but it felt so different to me. And so I went and I took yoga from a woman that invited me to private classes at a house on a canyon where there were eight of us doing yoga for two hours. 
it was so wonderful. And it brought me right back into my body. It was such a wonderful experience. And I thought, what if I could bring that amazing teacher who makes me laugh? She used to put these playlists together for any of you that you do yoga, where when we would all be trying to do handstands, she would put on a song that was like, we all fall down. There would just be little Easter eggs that would make me giggle during the class and we would crack jokes. It was magnificent. So I had the idea, what if I reached out to her? And I asked her if she wanted to do yoga classes at my house. And what if I started talking to people to see if they would want to do yoga classes at my house? And we could only, we can't fit that many people, but we just added a big new room for yoga and dance parties and projected movies. So maybe we could use this room for that. So that made the list too. So now I have gone through my four steps. There's the problem that I decided, yeah, I don't want to just decide that I'm having fun when I'm doing all the, maintenance exercise I'm doing, I do want to add, like put some effort into making this fun. Second, I had defined my outcome. What exactly am I going for here? What do I want it to feel like? What do I want it to be like? What do I want to get out of this? Got real specific. Third step, I ideated on all of the ways, all the ways. I even put skiing on there because skiing is like my favorite thing ever to do. And of course that didn't make it to the end of the list because that's like a two hour drive at the least (laughs) and very expensive. But I just went big blue sky thinking on step three. And then the fourth step is to match the outcome of what I'm going for with the ideas that fit the best. Fit those parameters, not expensive, really fun, a good workout, connecting with other people. I chose the two, pickleball and yoga at my house. And then I went to step five, which is our last step, where You share your idea with the world. You request that people join you in it, if that's part of it. You start activating your idea. So I started reaching out to people who might be interested in yoga. I sent a big text out to people who might be interested in pickleball. And I started talking to people in person about both of them. I sent an email out and text out to the person who's my favorite yoga teacher and invited her to come see my space. I just started getting things rolling. And once you do that and you follow up on it, you start making your idea real. The second half of step five is to manage your mind. Watch what thoughts come up and manage them. So if the thoughts come up, no one's answering me or this person hasn't gone back to me or, you know, 10 people said that they'd come and only five people are coming, then you can start all over. Do you want it to be a problem or not? (laughs) You want to solve that problem and invite more people? Or do you want to be good with five people? How might five people be perfect? How might that be better than what you wanted? So you start over at the top with, do I want this to be a problem? For me, I actually have more people that want to do yoga than I ever thought I could fit in my house. So we'll see how that goes. I will report back. And the pickleball It is a league of moms from my school now, and we call ourselves the Ladies of Pickletown, and we have such a blast. And so I've achieved that outcome of making exercise a little more fun, a little less serious, really connecting to other people. And, you know, it didn't happen perfectly. And there were, you know, it took some effort to make it, but I'm so happy that I made my idea real. So there you have it, my friend, a five-part process to take anything in your life 
that you'd like to make a little bit different and come up with an idea and turn it into a real thing. So my homework for you or the thing that I will offer to put this into practice is to practice these five steps with something in your life. I'm going to repeat them again. There's something in your life that you feel like you want to change or there's an opportunity to make something even more sparkly and wonderful and fun. First step, decide if you want it to be a problem or if you want to put your focus on it or would you rather just change how you're thinking about it because we can always control how we think and feel and act. Second, really get into deciding what you want the outcome to be. Visualize it, get specific, get clear. Third, ideate, come up with as many ideas as you can. Be ridiculous at first, right? If you have listened to Future Trippin', you'll hear that on there. From It's a futurist saying, be ridiculous at first. Have your ideas be ridiculous, like going skiing <laughs> to get exercise once a week. Not going to happen, but I'm going to have right? Be ridiculous. Number four, match number two and number three. So match the the outcome that you're wanting with the best ideas that match the outcome. And number five, do the thing. Talk to people, share it with people, get out there and make it happen, and then manage your mind. Choose your perspective. And if something becomes a problem for you, go back to step one. All right, y'all. I love you so much. I can't wait to announce what the big new surprise is that's coming soon. I will be announcing within the next probably month and I'll be sending out some opportunities for new, wonderful, connecting, community-based ways to work with me. Have a beautiful day and I will see you next week. Thanks for hanging out with me, friends. If you like today's episode and you want more of them, please take two minutes right now to subscribe and give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Then send this episode to a friend. See you next time.